Never what fun. is up, cinephobes? We're back with another episode <laughs> of Movies That Molded Me. Today we're doing, uh, you guessed it, musicals. You guessed it. I'm so excited. <laughs> you, get, you guessed it. You guessed it. That's that's right up our alley. We're uh, experts in, the, in this topic, in this field. So we're going to have, if you've uh, listened to our last week's episode, now that we just got done recording, you can see that we... Uh, a real high brow. What's the word we used uh, recording before? Uh, real high class in our uh, yeah. movie choices on love stories. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be an interesting list, I think, today, too, uh, with this going into musicals. It, it better be better than the love stories list. Uh, I like the love stories list. I think it's weird, but I Fuck think the love it's stories cool. List. It's cool. Jeez, that that's our list. That's, that's a lot of hostility. <laughs> you need to dial that back a little bit. No, I've been, I agree, Elizabeth. I've been told by uh, through through the grapevine that I cuss too much on this podcast, but I think it's Elizabeth that has the foul mouth. Yeah. Fuck you, people. Fuck you, people. <laughs> at least she doesn't have like all the people have like foul the choices. <laughs> well, <laughs> debatable, debatable. Oh my gosh! Well, I'm certainly going to put some really foul choices up today. I hope you're ready for it. <laughs> uh, I'm so ready. Musicals, Same. man. Is, not my genre, but you know what? Like, I do like a good musical, and so I may play a couple. Uh, it'll be debatable whether some of these movies are actually musicals. Uh, but fun. you know, it's it's all good. It's whatever we want to play, right? So, uh, anyway, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, as always, I've got Dax, Elizabeth, and Omar here with me. I'm Chris, and we're gonna have a great time. Omar, you won the last game, so you're gonna get to uh, do the order here. So, uh, so who's getting to go first? All right. All right. Yeah. Finally won again. It's been a while. Been a minute. Back on top. Uh, it was good to be home. It's uh, I had to, you know, it's like when you get in the vehicle after a short person's been driving, you have to like move the seat back a little bit to like readjust. Or, like, you know, a short person? joke against me. Uh, I mean, yes, it I mean was. take it however, oh. take it however you want, you know, but it's just, you know, like wow. you're, you're getting back in the driver's seat. You know, it's like, oh, I got to readjust the mirrors and stuff, you know, so we prefer little people, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, this is not going to be a little people friendly episode. I'm sorry, because Chris, Chris, you're going last. But I mean, I'm right there behind you. I'll be going third. Um, we're going to let Dax go second and Elizabeth, you can go first. What? Uh, because what? of love. Because, because of, of love, love stories. This this is now the greatest love story ever told. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He, it, I padded his score last time, and so he lets me go first. That's how it works. And I, I went last last time, and I still end up winning. So it really doesn't matter where you go. So, or I wasn't last. I, I agree. Was, uh, it wasn't third, I think. So anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're, we're rolling. Elizabeth, <laughs> what is your number one choice in <laughs> musicals <laughs> to kick this thing off? I don't off? even know how to. I don't even know how to play this. I don't even know how to play this. Uh, all right, I'm taking this one first before Dax does because he's probably the only one who's ever seen it. Uh, I'm going busy, with. Right? Okay. I, I actually don't know. 2001, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. The 2001 version. There's an older version, and I have not seen that one. But the 2001 version is when I fell in love with Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. How do you say his name? Uh, the storyline is a poet falls for a beautiful courtesan 
Whom a Jealous Duke Covets, starring Nicole Kidman, who plays the courtesan, and Richard Roxburgh plays the Duke. John Ligigi, yeah, I can't say his last name. Legazami? That one <laughs> is also in it. Legazamo. Legazamo. Well, he has no linguini. He he has no legs in this one though. Speaking of short people, like uh, he's, he does I, have legs. He he plays the entire movie on his knees. He's like it's like like he plays a, a little person. Yeah, and he's on his he knees all the time. He still has legs. I like him in Spawn. I mean, uh, anyway. he has no legs from the knees down. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Lieutenant Dan. Anyway, keep going. All right. Okay. Wrong move. <laughs> so. This one, uh, I, I saw. This was the year I graduated from high school. I saw this one in theaters. It was big. It was huge. It was. It was like the. Uh, it was, m- the Greatest Showman, but for my generation. Come even even though it was. Yep, that right there. I wanted that song to be sung, at my wedding, um, <laughs> but I didn't have the right musicians for it. It had to be epic if it was going to be done. And sorry, my brother Mark. You just didn't have it. You're just not an epic. <laughs> your voice is not epic. I love you very much. Um, but yeah, this that song come up my ugh, every time. I just get chills every time I hear it. Um, the costumes in this were crazy. They did a lot of. Uh, it was all recorded on a set. None of it was outside. So like, you, it was up to the set designers' imagination what this place looked like. It was just. It felt a little bit like. Um, like a fairy tale in a sense, like with just crazy, the the way the sets were and the way the colors were and the lights and the costumes, it was just bigger than your imagination. It was circus all the time, even though it was uh, rather, a rather dark storyline in the end. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely love this movie. I'm giving it a five. Elizabeth gives Moulin Rouge a five. Dax, what do you think about Moulin Rouge? Uh, This is, one of my very favorite movies ever. Um, I so watched I give this it movie a zero. <laughs> three weeks ago, um, just on my own before I knew we were doing musicals, and I, I, I've, I don't know how many times I've seen it. I still cry the last 20 minutes of the movie every single yep. time. I every cannot time. help myself. From the point that they do the, the rendition of Roxanne to the end of the movie, I, I just fall apart. Um I love Ewan McGregor. Um, Nicole Kidman's some of my favorite actress, but she's so good in this. And I forget how good she is as this character. Um, it's one of the... It's very Romeo and Juliet, which is very interesting because the director, Baz Luhrmann, had just done Romeo and Juliet before this feature. Um, this was shot on a set. It's very grand, but is also... Um, they took a long time to make this movie. I think it took like 18 months from the start of the production to the end of production, which is not all shooting days, but that's a long, a long movie to make. Um, a lot of these people, because it's all a set are all working very close together. Um, they recreate, um, like 19, uh, the aughts and 1900 in France. Um, it's wonderful. The actors in this, especially Jim Broadbent, gives fantastic performances. He is so good as uh, Harold Zidler. Um, the music in this is they took modern day songs 
and adapted them to make sense for the story that was being told. So you have Nirvana, you've got uh, Beatles, you've got all kinds of songs all over the board um, being interwoven together, um, mashed up, as you would say. Um, And this movie was huge in the year it came out. Um, It isn't the biggest money-making movie um, of, you know, didn't break the bank or anything like that, but absolutely is a cult classic. Um, and I will watch kind of anything Baz Luhrmann does from now on because of this and just kind of the ability to do something that no one else is doing in film. Um, you and McGregor's great. Love Story's great. Um, five out of five. All right. Dax gives Moulin Rouge a five. Omar, have you seen Moulin Rouge? Strong start to this movie. And yes, I have. I have seen this. Uh, it is a uh, pretty good movie. I, I mean, like, I, I think the reason I could jab with it, because he said most of the songs were more you know modern or pop culture relevant sort of thing. And uh, uh, very interestingly done visually. Um yeah, I, I, it's not, especially the time that this was released, I wasn't watching a lot of musicals. Uh, I don't know that I still watch a lot of musicals, but uh, <laughs> it, it was a good movie. I, it didn't like impact me in any sort of major way. I didn't cry my way through it or anything. Um, I'll give it a three out of five. All right. Um, I heard about this movie from in my freshman year at college, one of my professors was raving about it. And so I uh, went and saw it and was, you know, not really into musicals at all. Um, still not super into musicals, but I don't, I, you know, I've come to really appreciate them as far as like, some people just don't watch them because I don't watch musicals. Right. I, I think at the time that might've been me uh, and this movie changed that. And so I think it's really, really cool. It's super ambitious. Uh, it has a massive cast. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts. It did win Oscar for best set design, best costuming. Um, that only original song, Come What May, was actually disqualified from being able to uh, to compete there because it was actually written for Romeo and Juliet. They ended up using it for this movie. Really? Uh, and so, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Courtney Love auditioned for the role of Satine. I'm so glad she didn't get it. And that's mm-hmm. not because Courtney Love is a bad actress, but I think Nicole Kidman is that role. Um, and, you know, due to the fact that they let her audition, she went ahead and gave them the okay to use Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Uh, so I'm glad <laughs> they at least let her uh, try out just to be able to get that. Uh, it's it's a cool movie. Uh, it's funny at times. It's really endearing at times. Ewan McGregor is fantastic. Um I love that song and uh, I would give Moulin Rouge. It's on my list. I'd give it a 4.5, um, which means it's going to start out very strong with 17.5 points on the grayscale. Dax, that's going to bring us to your musical. What do you got for us, buddy? Um, I, I, w- I will say, I don't know if I said this before. That was like for sure going to be on my list. Um, I do have a Moulin Rouge tattoo planned out that I still have not got yet, but uh, someday I will. Um, I'm going to go super old school. I'm going to go back to as young as I can remember watching a movie, um, 1964's Mary Poppins. Damn it. That's on my list. (laughs) Well, you took mine, so there we go. Um uh, this is this is a great movie. I mean, there, I don't know that anyone can 
say they hate this movie. It's such a, it's like the ultimate feel good movie. It's such a uplifting movie about family and love and, um, like the relationship to money and class and everything. The chimney sweeps are so charming. Dick Van Dyke is doing the worst British accent of all time, but you just love (laughs) every minute of it. Um, All the songs are utterly singable. It is so ingrained in culture um, that literally they're using Mary Poppins jokes and things like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you know, like little jokes here and there. It just is a part of society. It's a part of the world. It will be forever. Um, unfortunately, we won't talk about the uh, sequel that came out a couple years ago with Emily Blunt, uh, but this one is fantastic. Um, it absolutely deserves a five out of five. It's my number 91 favorite movie of all time. Wow. Okay. Uh, Dax gives Mary Poppins a five. Let's see, Elizabeth, what do you think about Mary Poppins? Since it's on your list, I'm guessing you really like it. Yeah, I'm giving it a five as well. This one was one my family didn't own very many VHSs. We we did the we did what Dax's grandpa did and uh, recorded them off a of TV and <laughs> just kept reusing the VHS tapes. I think that's what my parents still have to this day for their copy of Mary Poppins. Um, the the interesting history behind the movie is like the Saving Mr. Banks. Uh, movie was actually relatively accurate as to how Mary Poppins the movie was put together. The author did not want did not want Walt Disney to take it because she knew that Walt Disney would destroy it. And if you read the book Mary Poppins and you watch the movie Mary Poppins, the original one, they are mm-hmm. not the same thing. They use the same characters' names, yeah. and there's one or two situations that are the same, but it is not the movie is not the book. Um, so then when Emily Blunt uh, not that she did anything with it, but when, she, when her movie came out, um, they tried to uh, save face in a sense, I guess. And it actually goes along with some of the book a little bit better than the original, but it's still terrible. <laughs> so you have to look at them as two separate entities, clearly. But anyway, we watched Mary Poppins all the time. I can sing all the words or to all the songs. <laughs> um, I, I, when I see kids with their mouth open, I like to say, close your mouth, Michael. We are not a codfish. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a five for me because it molded my life. Sure. All right. Omar, what do you think about Mary Poppins? It's iconic. Iconic. It's, it's a good pick. It's a strong pick. It's not something, uh, it's, this is a weird one. Um, because there are a lot of fond scenes and memories and quotes and just a spoon for the sugar helps the medicine go down you know like and so like it's a part of <laughs> our life you know i mean it's you're not going to get away from it i feel like it's it's um mm-hmm. but i would never like purposely and i don't think i have ever purposely chose to sit down and say hey i'm going to watch mary poppins now you know but i've it's one of the things that like if it's on it catches it's my attention for quite a while but then there's some some draggy scenes but then there's but there's some really good scenes too so um 3.3 3. 
All right. Uh, and I have regrettably never what? seen Mrs. Shut Poppins. the fuck. How you in the world Christopher are you even a person? Bleepity bleep. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, I, uh, you, you have to understand at this age, I was watching movies like, you know, Poltergeist and stuff while you were all watching Mary Poppins. Wait, at this he is age? A robot. In 1964, when in 1964, you would have he was watching Poltergeist, and he said, yeah. he's, age. "He's saying we had yeah. we had parents who loved us," is what he's saying. And so, <laughs> like, <laughs> I watched Poltergeist at seven as well. So, so. You guys, here's the deal with movies like this. I, I only watched these kind of movies if they played at school, and this one did not play at school. I actually remember commenting on Mary Poppins whenever you were all talking about it somewhere else, maybe on Marco Polo. And I said, is that the one where they're in the bed on the, on the, uh, on you the bed, bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah. Bed under knobs C. And broomsticks. Cause I thought maybe that was bed knobs and broomsticks, you know, but it wasn't. So yeah, I just, I don't know this movie. I'm sure it's fantastic. I don't think that you would ever be able to watch this as an adult, right? No, yes. I watched, I don't know. Can you watch this adult? And uh, like yeah, it? you can. I've watched yeah. it this year. If you if you, you watch it from the perspective yeah. of Mr. Banks, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch it as the perspective of the kids or Dick Van Dyke or Mary Poppins. Yeah. I'll watch it from every perspective. I love it. Yeah. It's okay. it's perfect movie. Perfect. perfect movie. Yes. Even mm-hmm. though Dick Van Dyke is a is doing a bra- a bad accent. He's 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 not doing a bad accent. He's doing like he a West bad. End accent. It is bad. As far as like, <laughs> are you a great actor doing a traditional British accent? Right. Of course, but perfect it's like... movie somehow. Okay, all right. It uh, was one of his first means... movies, though. It might have been his very first movie, his breakout role. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. Well, that means that Mary Poppins is going to get fourteen point eight on the grayscale. I have one more thing strong. to say about this, Chris, which might be why you get them confused. David Tomlinson plays Mr. Banks. Yeah. Is the is the lo- is the man in Ben Knobs and Broomsticks? It's the same ca- same sure. actor. I would not know what he looks like if I were paid a million dollars. But I will say this: I do remember Angela Lansbury in it. But she's not she, in this. Yeah, she's not in Mary Poppins. No, no she's, she's in not. Ben and Broomsticks. This is who Julie plays Andrews. Mary Poppins. Julie Andrews. Okay, Julie Andrews. Gotcha. From and the she sound was of in music. The sound of music. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think you need <laughs> to be greater you need to just like retire now. Yeah. <laughs> Did Angela Lansbury? Oh my god. Murder gosh. she wrote? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Julie Andrews over Angela Lansbury, hands down. <laughs> hands down. There is no competition. Absolutely no competition yeah. there. Carry on. All right. Okay. Uh Omar. What's a musical that you want to play with your right. list of three? <laughs> All right. Yeah. This well, this I think you have seen though, Chris. So um, at least be prepared for that. It's uh, okay. 1986. Uh, you guys love or know how much I love my boy Rick Moranis. Uh, so we have this little movie called Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, it is hilariously scary and musical. Uh, as far as music just drives the plot forward, there's like background gospel singers that uh, one of the, it's Gina from Martin is one of the background singers of this show. Uh, it's uh, uh, basically uh, Seymour finds this plant that ends up being an alien species that eats humans. Feed me, and so, Seymour. 
he works he works in this plant shop and he has this plant in the back and he's like finds out that you know, he drinks blood and like basically and, and he ends up feeding it like uh the an- antagonist of the show who is steve martin uh it, it's uh it's uh really quirky i guess camp would be another word f- for it um totally but but uh a lot of fun definitely a musical um i give it a shit i give it a five out of five it's one of those ones that i when, when i saw it um again i didn't see it in theater or anything like that but i must have as a child rewatched this um in the teens at least you know i've seen this like maybe 20 times and so yeah it's the movie that molded me and i i love rick moranis and i think anything that he is in i would give a very high score it'd be hard to get under a five so all right uh elizabeth what do you think about little shop of horrors i have not seen it (laughs) i'm actually surprised about that i don't know because it's 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 kind of like a horror comedy a little bit so i can see totally why she wouldn't see it but it's more funny than it is scary at all. I mean, but it has the word horror in it, so I'm not going to go to it. But unless you think like a giant plant is actually going to eat you, then I think you're okay. As a kid, I can see people being really scared of this movie. You know, there's a scene where, well, I'll, I'll get into it. Dax, what do you think about Little Shop of Horrors? The, the dentist scene uh, is the one that scares sure. me the most. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Um, yeah, this is this is great. This is classic. Um, it's based on a uh, actual musical play. Um, Roger Corman did a original movie that is a non musical version of it. Um, it's it's one of the most like fun, weird, quirky indie movies ever made. Um, directed by Frank Oz of Muppets fame, um, and so technically. Um, I believe uh, the plant is a Audrey too is a Muppet. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a Muppet. So Omar, but it's also, o- yeah, Omar, Omar likes a Muppets movie. So there you go. <gasps> oh, I see where you're going with that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm completely um, okay with yeah, that. It's a good movie. Rick Moranis is great. Um, Steve Martin's really funny. There's a bunch of little cameos. Um, Bill Murray, John Candy, Jim Belushi. Um, that pop up here and there. Uh, it's, it's a weird movie. It, it's really good. There's a handful of songs that you would maybe know from being parodied on something like Family Guy, The Simpsons, Saturday Night Live, or whatever, um, that you wouldn't know maybe if you hadn't seen the film. Um, Feed I wouldn't me put it in the in the horror genre. It's much more comedy sci-fi, but it's also a romance movie. You probably could have played totally. this in love stories if you really wanted to. Um, and have a creepy not, romance story, but yeah, I wouldn't. I, I would have. I would have not fought you on that at all. Um, <laughs> I think it's really fun. Um, I I like that it it exists. I've shown it to my son, who's like ten. I think we watched it when he was about seven. He thought it was hilarious, really fun, weird. He starts singing along at the middle of it. Um, yeah, it's a four point five for me. Four point five. Wow, that's a good one. Um, this movie's great. Uh, you know, Audrey Two is an alien. It's also an alien <laughs> yeah. movie. You mentioned sci-fi. It's a sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, totally. It's it's so cool. It's it's quirky. It's interesting. I love 
the uh, the doo-wop singers. I love yeah. uh, the Ellen Green who plays uh, Audrey. Uh, she's mm-hmm. so weird and just ditzy, you know. And Steve Martin's evil. There's a a scene where he talks. He's singing whenever he's saying it, but talks about like you know smashing puppy dogs or whatever. And yeah. just like you know, it, it's when <laughs> Bill you're Murray. a dentist. When you're a dentist. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> and, and and you know Bill Murray's character, who's like totally a sadomasochist. He he wants to be uh, drilled. You know who wants to be drilled by a dentist? Yeah. I think in the original <laughs> movie that part was played by Jack Nicholson, if I'm correct. Um, yeah. In the original movie, uh, and so anyhow, this is a great movie. Uh, I freaking love it. It's just a whole lot of fun. I would certainly easily give this movie a five on the grayscale. Uh, that means that a uh, little shop of horrors is getting a 16 out of 20 on the grayscale, uh, which is going to, no, not at all. I think that's good. Uh, and Elizabeth, I really think you would like little shop of horrors. I really think you'd love it. You will so. love little shop of horrors. Yeah. I'll put it on my list. <laughs> uh, the that's never going to watch us. it list. <laughs> The <laughs> yeah, I'll put it on the list. <laughs> not, not what list? list it is, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> list of movies to never think about again. Um, oh my God, there's so many movies to want to choose from. And like one thing we were talking about when we were deciding to do this was like, what's the criteria here? Does it have to be like a Broadway turned movie? Does it have to be like what you know? What is it? And I think we settled on just play the movie, you know, and we'll kind of decide whether it is or not. But like if the movie has the word musical or music uh, involved in like one of the categories, I think is a good indication that it, you know, might be considered this. This movie is arguably a neo musical. Uh, I don't know if that's even a real category or not, but um, it, in my opinion, it's definitely a musical 2007, very strong year for film. Uh, John Carney directed Glenn Hansard, Marquette Erkelova oh. starring uh, once, once. Not a musical. Totally a musical. <laughs> not a musical. The the music it drives not a musical. the it drives the movie forward. They they are singing songs as yeah. artists. They are not singing about the story they're doing. But they are I if you listen to the lyrics. Yes, if I you would. listen I, to the lyrics, it's all about what they're going slowly through. Is what is them? But, it's their story. But it's. It, but it's not the story. Nope. It's not what's it happening is. in the moment. It is, nope. though. There's one scene in particular oh. when she's walking uh, and she's got her headphones in. She's listening to a song. She's coming up with the, with the lyrics as she's walking. And she says, walking up the hill tonight. Like I mean, it's what she's doing. And it's all about her relationship with her estranged husband. Yep. And, and what she's dealing with in the movie. This call also could have been played on love stories, by the way. But it not between been. the two characters. Anyway, so kind of. So anyway, if you haven't seen Once, okay, I highly recommend it. Are we voting on this to to allow it or are we going to allow it? We're allowing it. (laughs) I'm allowing it. It's a neo-musical, if that's such a thing. (laughs) Uh, I think it's what musicals are turning into because you see a lot of movies after Once come out. You see a lot of movies kind of start to spring up like this. Um, and all and so, directed by John Carney. <laughs> He's none well, of them are musicals. 
I think they're musicals. So, okay. so anyway, uh, it is about their, their relationship, right? So, uh, Glenn Hansard plays this singer songwriter, Irish singer songwriter, who's makes a living by fixing vacuums and busking. Uh, and, uh, one day while he's busking, he meets this girl who he finds out is also a musician. She plays piano. She also sings. Uh, she helps him, uh, write, uh, a demo and record a demo. Uh, and hopefully he's going to break into the music industry. Right. And the two really are trying to help each other overcome their own issues with their past partners. She's actually still married to this guy, but they're, they're you know, she's an immigrant to the country and he's still back uh, where she's uh, originally from. And they're kind of trying to work things out. And he just broke up with someone who moved to London. Uh, and, you know, he's trying to figure out what's going on there. And, Throughout their relationship, they help each other kind of, you know, overcome those things. And it's actually really, really sweet. Uh, it actually won the Oscar for best song, Falling Slowly, in 2007, which I think is very indicative that it is a musical. Uh, Elizabeth, what do you think about Once? I love this movie. Love, 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 love this movie. I watched it in theaters. I don't know why I don't own the movie yet. I at one point owned the soundtrack on a CD. I play Falling Slowly if I'm ever playing out <laughs> a show anywhere. I love them. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, that was the year that I watched the Oscars and knew a lot of the movies that were going on. So I saw when they won the Oscars and they actually didn't give um, the girl enough time to say any thank yous. And it was decided after the... Uh, a commercial break they brought her back on and gave her time to say her thank yous because as the uh, announcers were like she probably will never win another oscar again like totally. no one's yeah. and and no one's ever heard of from her ever since then so i thought that was just so sweet um i i'm giving this movie a five it is is a musical and i love it dearly all right uh omar I'm going to go to you first. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous about what Dax has to say. I have not seen this movie. Uh, <sighs> I had a friend, uh, actually I was best man in his wedding, uh, Levi, who uh, he had interesting movie choices. He liked chick flicks and he would always talk about this movie. And so um, yeah. I, I, I've heard it's good, um, but I probably will never watch it. I mean, it's not just something that like, it's not something that I would, be interested in honestly at all. oh it's really good man it, if you like <sighs> movies that are music. based on music and whatnot like if, you like if you like a songwriter if you like a good song this is a yeah. movie for you for sure it's a great movie i mean are the it songs really actually is. good though yeah okay. yes. they're incredible they're not musical type songs they're actual songs written by artists that are in a band together because yeah. they were actually they were in a band in real life yeah like that, the they're they're season. musicians, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, like I said, I remember my buddy talking a lot about it and stuff like that. And maybe it's just that I wasn't into that style of music. I don't know. I'll give it another look. I'll give it another. Yeah. There's there something about it that, like, I'm just like was not interested in it at all. But he also his opinions of movie though. He was one that would like Princess Bride, not Princess Bride. I mean, uh, Pride and Prejudice. So I was kind of like, <laughs> if you like Pride and Prejudice, and you're like, this, this is dude, not Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. No, not at all. And, and, you know, just to say, Elizabeth, uh, you mentioned that she hadn't been heard from again. She was actually I think they won Grammys after uh, with their second album that came out after. this. Oh, movie. did they? I believe they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and did so, like 10 national international tours. And yeah, they've been all huge. over the world with this music. They did an actual 
uh, stage version as well. True that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Cool. Which is also indicative that's, that it's a musical. Dax, what do you think about Once, <laughs> even though you're contesting that it's a musical? Um, Omar, I would say go to go to YouTube and look up Once and then look up the song Say It To Me Now oh. and listen to that song alone. And if that song doesn't hook you, then don't watch the movie. But if you can hear that song, you love it, then that's the one. Yeah. Um, I, I I really do love this. I love um, I love John Carney. Um, I love Glenn Hansard's voice. His yes. voice is incredible. Totally. Um, what he can do with his like natural rasp is is kind of unbelievable. Um, I want to give this a four, but I have to give it a zero based on uh, breach of genre. Ooh, so. That was that's the that's the harshest that from four to zero. Fuck that from four Fuck to zero. That what am I not are a musical? You serious? Oh my, I, oh my we, gosh, listeners, please were, write in to give Dax all the shade at movies that molded me at yeah, gmail.com. Please send the hate mail, send it now. <laughs> oh my god, we so, just got an email. We, uh, all it says is fuck you dax <laughs> when we uh when we were discussing from, what is from christopher what's, what's cody gray so uh, never mind. yeah when we were discussing what is or isn't a musical uh they asked what's your distinction as far as a musical to me and one of the things that i said was movies like once are not a musical they are music featured films it's not a musical where the songs are the words for the plot, they are not. Um, they are songs within the movie. They may be about what's going on, but they're not what the people are saying to each other. It is not the dialogue of the film the it way that it is. Damn it, is. man! I uh, so you're, you're not going to like some of my choices either. I feel like, but we'll, nope. we'll keep going. Nope, going. you're not. You're not going to like mine either. <laughs> well, apparently, you're going to get a zero for them. So, oh my god, once that's harsh. Isn't which it? is that's critically harsh. acclaimed. <laughs> Yeah, that's painful. Oh my god! Once is going to get a fucking eleven point five on the grayscale, y'all. It's so far in last place. But last there might place. be the there might be some other movies that end up there for getting handing out zeros because I don't know. I have right. I have one that's closer to a musical, and I'm going to fight on it. But we'll see what Dax has to say. Anyway, keep on. I'll never forgive you, Dax. That's uh, I love you too. Elizabeth, it's, it's not your, it's not your first zero from him either. <laughs> it's really another not. musical too. <laughs> Let's recap oh, this man. round real quick. Yeah, uh, Moulin Rouge in the lead was seventeen point five, followed by Little Shop of Horrors with sixteen points. What? It, it beat then Mary, Mary Poppins? Poppins. I didn't realize with fourteen point eight points. Because Chris right. hasn't uh, seen it. I know. Uh, followed by Once with eleven point five points. It's going to bring us to round two. Elizabeth, your movie. Trouble is, if I pick the one that I want to pick, Dax is going to say zero because it was a <laughs> screen adaptation of a play. <sighs> All right. Actually, you know why, what? I'm going to go with this that, one. I'm going to that, go. That's not the distinction. You told you said at one point that we weren't allowed to do that. But, okay, wait. I'm going to do this. Why? I'm going to do this. This okay. We're going to do this one. 1969. Good year. Hello, Dolly. Good year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hello, Dolly. I know probably no one has seen it. It's okay. I just blew my lead, but that's all right because this movie uh, molded me. When Better we were kids, we didn't. Ha- I was laughing at Omar's stupid '69 joke, and not the, hello, Dolly, and and the blowing my load joke. All right, keep going. I wasn't laughing at that one. I'm gonna no. take my headphones off so I can't hear you talking, so I can get through my sentence. 
<laughs> All right. So back when I was a kid, we had uh, we didn't watch a lot of TV. We didn't have a lot of TV channels, but we had the American Movie Classics Clearly. channel. And so a lot of movies from the 60s were on AMC. And a lot of the oh. movies that they would play during the daytime were musicals. Shitty. So like Hello, Dolly, like uh, The Music Man, like... oh. Like the Music Man, like others that I'm not going to mention in case I decide to play them. Um, but so Hello, Hello Dolly is a, is a musical about a matchmaker, Dolly Levi, who travels to Yonkers, New York, to find a partner for a half millionaire. His name is Horace Vandergelder. He's looking for his the love of his life, and he's using a matchmaker to do it. Um, she ends up convincing. Mr. Van de Gelder's niece and nieces intended, and Mr. Van de Gelder's two clerks, uh, he owns a little store, to travel to New York City along with her and Horace uh, as as she tries to dolly, woos Horace to become her man. She wants to marry Horace Van de Gelder in the end. So anyway, it's starring Barbara Streisand, amazing, amazing lady, um, Walter Matthau, Michael Crawford, Marianne McAndrew, um, are just a few of them, and Gene Kelly directed this one. Um, this one, I remember it vividly because of Barbara Streisand's performance alone. Um, her character talks fast, has a lot of words. She says, Mr. Vandegelder, so many times in the first in her first scene, <laughs> it drives you crazy, but it's hilarious because she's trying to catch Horace off guard. Um and then, of course, the it's a, it is a musical, so there's lots of music driving the plot. Um, but the the main song, "Hello Dolly," in the restaurant is just fantastic. Um, I re- I remember walking down my steps singing, "Well, hello, cha, Dolly, yes, hello, cha, Dolly," and doing the dance steps and everything. Um, so it has to be on my list. So anyway, um, yeah, gets a five because it molded me. All right. Okay. Elizabeth gives Hello Dolly a five. Dax, what do you think about Hello Dolly? Um, I've probably seen it two or three times total. I haven't, it's not been one that we owned. Um, two little uh, cast features. Uh, Louis Armstrong is in this movie, and oh, Tommy yep. Toon is in this movie, which is pretty fun. Uh, just Singing just Hello Dolly. Uh, big people. And um, yeah, I mean, Barbara Streisand is undeniable. I mean, she's on the list of, you know, the 10 greatest singers of all time. Uh, she's fantastic. Um, this movie's great. Um, I can't talk about it with the depth that I can other movies, but um, I'd be happy to watch it immediately after we do this. It's a great movie. I can give it a four. All right. Uh, Omar, what do you think about Hello, Dolly? Strong score, baby. Uh, but I have to give you a 1.5 because I have not seen and probably will never see Hello, Dolly. So. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. Um, I have also never seen this movie. If it starred Dolly Parton, I may be more inclined to watch it. Seriously? Uh, 1.5. That means that Hello, Dolly, I've n- I don't even think I've ever heard of it. Uh, that means wow. that Hello Dolly is going to get twelve points on the grayscale. Not even still heard ahead of, it? of once somehow. <laughs> and that is a trap. We all know how. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, Dex, which movie am I about to get a zero to? Um, 
But you're probably going to give a 1.5 because you haven't seen it, which is a good uh, a good little trick on me. Um, I'm going to go with a one. I don't know how many people have seen this. I think a lot of people know about it, but I don't know how many people have watched it. Uh, this is 1992's Kenny Ortega directed musical Newsies, starring oh, yeah. a young a young Christian Bale as oh, yeah. the Jack Kelly. In a turn-of-the-century story about newsboys in New York, which are essentially mostly homeless children um, selling newspapers for William Randolph Hearst, and they are selling newspapers for a penny a paper. And 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 then they went delirious. (laughs) Um... (laughs) It's got this really crazy cast. I mean, Christian Bale stars as the lead, as the, the lead um, newsie. But Bill Pullman plays um, Brian Denton, a newspaper reporter for the Sun-Time. Um, Robert Duvall plays uh, Joseph Pulitzer. And he gives a fantastic performance in this movie. He is so good. I mean, he's great in everything, but he's so good in this. Um, Anne Margaret is featured in this. There's a bunch of kids that you would know. Um, Max Casella, David Moscow is in this. It just, there's all, all these faces that you would know either from things as kid actors or even some people that have gone on to more full careers. Um, I can sing every song in this. I listen to it in my car. Do it. Uh, it's so good. It's so much fun. Uh, I will watch this movie till i die i actually watched it back to back with moulin rouge a couple weeks ago when i was watching musicals um i'm gonna give it a five for sure so, sounds okay. like a ra- sounds like a rager of a night <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh okay so dax gives newsies a five elizabeth have you seen newsies oh yeah oh yeah this was one we watched uh as middle schoolers at the uh sleepovers <laughs> Uh, I think, I I think it was the, uh, it's one of the movies, maybe one of the only movies that I ever thought Christian Bale was hot in. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't he like a child? Rightfully so. I was also a no, child like, when I was watching this, so yes. I think he was like, I, I think he was like eighteen twenty. Oh okay. Yeah, I would have been. I was Not still the- younger than him. Middle school, Chris. Middle school. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. I can't say that I know all the songs, though. Uh, so I have to give it a four just because I don't know all the songs. But I love it and re-watch, would rewatch it and try to make my kids watch the uh, the Disney stage version that they put out on Disney Plus last year or the year before. No, last year, I guess it would have yeah. been. Try to get them to watch it, and they were not impressed. So, oh, well. <laughs> Omar, what do you think about Newsies? I have not. Well, not. No, I haven't seen it and probably won't. Not that like I'm like adamantly against it, but it's not something that's going to end up probably on my radar anytime soon. Batman's this is... in it, man. Batman. <laughs> this is one of those movies that was played in class a lot. Um, whenever a teacher just didn't feel like teaching or something like that, which at my school happened quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it since then. And so I'm really curious to go and rewatch it now that I know that Christian Bale's in it. Uh, and now that I know that Dax and Elizabeth think, think so highly of it. As it is, my memory of this movie is not good. 
Um, and so I'm going to give it a one currently. I'm sure <laughs> that if I watch it again, it, uh, it's not a zero. No, I mean, I remember at least being entertained by it. Um, and so for that reason, I'll give it a one. I, yeah, I just need to watch it again. That's all. So, uh, Newsies 11.5 on the grayscale. Uh, it's going to bring us to Omar's next pick. What do you got? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm just cough right into the mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm I'm nervous, man. Dice got me nervous over there, and I'm 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 ready to fight about this one. I feel like um, a little a little scared though because on IMDb, IMDb it does not say musical, so we'll see how it goes. But this is a 2007 movie as well. Uh, man, Jim Sturgis, uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, this is across the universe. Um, this all the music in this movie is all Beatles songs, um, all redone, uh, modern day and and fit into the plot of the movie. Um, but the movie kind of just bounces around. Let me let me read this synopsis here. Uh, <clears throat> so basically, Across the Universe is a fictional love story set in the 1960s amid the turbulent years of anti-war protest, the struggle of free speech and civil rights. Mind exploration and rock and roll. At once gritty, whimsical, and highly theatrical, the story moves from high schools and universities in Massachusetts, Princeton, and Ohio to the Lower East Side of Manhattan, uh, the Detroit riots, Vietnam, and the docks of Liverpool. A combination of live action and animation, the film is paired with many songs by the Beatles that define the time. So, um, I guess you can say it's a period piece because it's set in the 1960s. Um, and so you have, you know, you're dealing with a lot of the stuff that like, you know, a young man would be dealing with, with that. And, uh, but I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Beatles fan. And I think a lot of the songs, like the music in this movie or, or musical is, is what makes it for me. Like it, they're just really good songs. Um, and like, as far as them, them being covers, um, I would argue that a handful of them are better than the original, which is almost blasphemous because, you know, we're talking about, you know, the Beatles. But anyway, uh, shit, I'll give it a five. I own this movie. Um, I love this movie. And I'm scared that uh, I'm going to have to argue with Dax here in a minute. So, <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, what do you think about Across the Universe? I'm with Omar on this one um, as far as bla- as far as being blasphemous and saying some of the arrangements are almost better than the original um i especially like the i want to hold your hand um the way they arrange that the story is that there's a girl uh one of the high school cheerleaders she is um singing the song while staring off at at the football field and you think at first she's singing it to one of the football players you come to find out she's singing it to one of the other cheerleaders. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it, the, because of that, it's not poppy the way the Beatles originally played it. It's heartbreaking. And that to me, I, it's interesting that you could make that song heartbreaking, but their arrangement is beautiful. Um, so I'm giving it a five as well. There's it's a, a great there's, movie. There's a few of those songs though that they really like it tells the plot of the story and, and it's not in the way that it was intended to be written, which is, which makes it even more genius to me because it's not like, yeah. 
or trying to do this Beatles musical. It's not like a Beatles musical, but it, it definitely pays homage and respect to the, you know, that time frame too. Cause that's, you know, that, yeah, they were the voice of that generation and they're, you're going through that decade and it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, Dax, what do you think about across the universe? Um, it's absolutely a musical on IMDb. It says it is a musical. It is songs that are sung you, Chris. to characters <laughs> within the film that are singing about what they're doing in the moment, about what is going on, and they're using it as almost like dialogue the way that you do in a musical, which is why it's called a musical. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's really interesting. There was a lot of controversy as, uh, as far as making this movie using Beatles songs and chopping them up to make sense in a musical because the Beatles catalog is so diverse um, and and is also produced in such a short period of time. You know, the Beatles were not around for very long and they mm -hmm. have quite a quite an expansive catalog. Um, and so uh, it is a really interesting movie. Uh, the director had a really difficult time with some of the editing and the studio and everyone um, with making this movie, I think it took a lot longer to edit than a normal movie. I think they spent like a year kind of trying to piece everything together. Um, it didn't get the greatest reviews at the time. Um, I think it's one that definitely kind of works as like a cult classic, cult favorite. And especially anyone who loves the Beatles just will love this movie just because they get to see their favorite songs done in a different way. Um, and Jim Sturgis, too. And it is. Like it was like he yeah. sang a lot of those songs and he was the lead in the show. It was great. He definitely kind of came out as like, Oh, we got to pay attention to this guy. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal was originally uh, thought of in the Jim Sturges role. And wow. uh, that would have been really interesting. He actually has a pretty nice voice too, which would have been cool. Mm -hmm. And it would have been a really cool time for him. Um, but yeah, uh, I think this movie is a little bit like a music video at times, and I give it, I, you know, give it a, a little bit of knock for that because um, it doesn't always feel cohesive. It feels a little bit more like Pink Floyd's The Wall or like Tommy or something like that, which I'm sure it's doing homage to. Um, yeah, but I mean, the, the whole scenes movie that as a are, whole is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was gonna say it's, I, it's, I would, I would agree. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit bigger than life. I mean, there's a... Um, it feels like a music video. It's not like they're just w walking down the street and dancing on trash cans or something like that. There's actual sets and props <laughs> and big, huge theater pieces that are within within the set uh, that all of a sudden, you know, like walls will break apart and they're in a different room than the room they start in kind of thing. Not dissimilar to like a Moulin Rouge sort of idea. Um uh, it's not my favorite movie. I think there's a lot of really good things in this movie. I would say 3.5. I, I, I would say, Dax, to that, like, it seemed like I would agree because it seemed like they've spent a lot more focus on the songs than they did. So, like, when they weren't singing, the movie didn't drug more, which is weird for me to say because I'd I'm not there for the music normally. But the, mu the music was so good, it seemed like that everything else about the movie was setting up so they could do the song yeah there isn't there isn't a whole lot of dialogue in this movie for a two-hour movie i mean there are 30 Beatles songs in this movie so you take three minute four minute pop songs and you extrapolate that by 30 
you're already at, you know, an hour 45. And so there isn't a lot of dialogue. It's not big dialogue heavy, but it still does have a, a narrative story, even though it jumps around from year to year and place to place. And a lot of stuff is going on in this movie. It's, it's an interesting movie, especially to watch now, because I really don't think you would get this movie made now. I mean, really and truly, there's nothing like this being made. So it's cool that it exists. I, I, I like it. Okay, Dax gives it a 3.5. This movie came into my life because my wife was a huge fan of uh, Jim Sturges, or at least the way he looked. Uh, She she thought he was so hot. He kind of looks like uh, you. You can see it. Yeah, uh, I see that. Okay, I do too. Just take it. Like a a miniature version. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was also in this movie called 21, I believe. It was like a card game movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I watched it because, because of her. And uh, of course, being a huge fan of the Beatles, um, I certainly loved that aspect of the movie. Uh, there's some really cool visual elements going on, like a lot of like surrealism embedded into the movie. Uh, there's, you know, Evan Rachel Wood is great. Um, it, it's, it's definitely an interesting movie, but it's not one that I've thought about since I watched it. In fact, whenever you brought it up just now, I was like, oh yeah, that exists. You know, it's something that I, I just hadn't thought about. And so um, it's a little bit more average than middle of the road to me. So I would give it a three on the grayscale. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and certainly um, there are other movies that I think could be on this list that uh, that feature, you know, predominantly Beatles music. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if they show up. So uh, that's going to give Across the Universe 16.5, a very strong uh, 16.5 on the grayscale there. Um, which is going to bring us to mine. Well, the best thing I, I think you said there, Chris, about, uh, you know, in your description that like makes me feel good. And kind of like all we do the show a lot of times is like that, like you're like, oh yeah, that exists. And like, you just bring in back yeah. movie, movies and like, and then like, like, and you connected it with like, you know, a time when your wife was really like trying to like, probably like show you more, more of who she was by showing you like, Hey, I really like this. You should you think you really like it. And last point I want to make about that movie. If you like psychedelics at all, it pairs very nicely, very nice. So, is that what I was missing when watching this? Possibly. You, yes. sh- you should have had. It, you should have at least had an edible. I think you'd enjoyed it more. Gotcha. Um, I'm having a real hard time. I have let's see, one, two, three, four, five. I have five movies here that I can pull from that I've got notes about, and I'm having a real hard time picking this next one. Uh, but I, you know, I'm just I'm kind of a I love dark humor. I just do. I, it's who I am. It's a big part of like my personality. And so I'm going to have to go, uh, and Dax is going to hate on it. I don't care. Uh, 2007, uh, Tim Burton directed Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter, Alan Rickman, uh, Sweeney Todd. And, uh, it's, it's definitely a musical. I mean, it's derived from an actual musical, so there's no debate on that. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's about this, um, this barber in Victorian London uh, who has just, you know, what seems to be a great life with his wife, Lucy and lovely child, Joanna, uh, a local judge, judge Turpin, of course, brilliantly played by Alan Rickman. Um, he's like burning with lust for, uh, for uh, Benjamin Barker's uh, wife, Lucy. Uh, and that's played by Johnny Depp. Uh, he falsely, falsely accuses Benjamin Barker of a crime that he did not commit. Um, and of course that, 
tears the family apart. Uh, Johnny Depp, uh, after 15 years of uh, exile, he comes back uh, and um, he has a new identity as Sweeney Todd. He's been burned. He's been, you know, um, in isolation. He's not the same person. Okay, so this new personality really uh, works for him. And, of course, he's seeking revenge against Judge Turpin for tearing up his family. Uh, He kind of meets up with uh, this widow woman named Mrs. Lovett, uh, who's the owner of a meat pie shop. And she tells him that Lucy uh, ended up uh, killing herself by swallowing arsenic years ago and that the judge took uh, his daughter Joanna as a ward. Um, And so uh, Barker decides to open up a barbershop above Mrs. Lovett's store. And then they go on a crime spree, essentially killing everybody uh, in the town um, by turning them into meat pies. Uh, And he's working his way up to get to the culprits that are, of course, you know, the main uh, people that that cause his family to get separated. Uh, This movie won an Oscar for art and set direction. It looks really cool. I will say there's like a few scenes. This is like Burton's first, like, um, I guess, movie where he's, Uh, really using a whole lot of CGI. Um, And I will say that I really do prefer practical effects when it comes to Burton, Uh, but it's not so, it's not so prevalent that it takes you out of the movie. There's just a few scenes that are obviously CGI and it looks bad. Kind of like how he went overboard in his Charlie and the chocolate factory movie with CGI. And it just looks stupid. Um, There's a few scenes like that in here, but for the most part, it looks great. Uh, Johnny Depp's singing voice is not bad. Uh, It's not great, but he's, you know, he is a musician, And it's interesting uh, getting to actually hear him sing these songs. Uh, He did, you know, Burton didn't hire traditional musicians. He hired people who he always hires. Um, I will say that Helena Bonham Carter's voice is not great, (laughs) but you know, she plays the part well. Um, And, uh, and uh, you know, Alan Rickman's in it. His voice is very strange, but it's, you know, interesting. Um, Timothy Spaulding plays a very cool character here as well. Uh, and, uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's Isn't a Orlando movie. Bloom in this one too. I don't think so. Who plays the young Maybe. man? Uh, it's not Orlando Bloom. I don't know his oh. name. Um, but, uh, but anyhow, uh, I really like this one. It's dark. It's humorous. Uh, like in one part when they're like choosing who to, you know, turn into a meat pie, like they're talking about the different people and kind of their characteristics, like awful lot of fat only where he sat, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, but dark at the same time. So, uh, I love Sweeney Todd. I'm going to give it a 4.5 on the grayscale. Elizabeth, what do you think about Sweeney Todd? Oh yeah. It took me a while to actually watch this because I knew it was, there was a lot of, uh, it was about a serial killer, right? And they show a lot of the bloody bits, I guess you could say. Um, but I like (laughs) serial killer movies at the same time. I'm so weird. I don't like horror, but give me a serial killer me any day why 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 um so yeah i'm gonna give this one a four i really i liked this one and and even though yeah like you said a lot of the actors voices are really strange because of the whole storyline because of the plot because of the tone of the music it works so well so well so i'm gonna give it a four cool did you let me ask you this did you watch this because of uh that cold opening or maybe actually it wasn't just the cold opening, but uh, because Andy was playing uh, a part in Sweeney Todd. Yes. In the office. Yes, I did. Yes, that I did. That is hilarious. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, Dax, what do you think about Sweeney Todd? Uh, it's a really interesting musical just as a musical, just as the stage play is 
as it exists. Um, it's very one of the ones that a lot of people kind of hate on because it's more sing speak. It really, it really is the dialogue. It's not debatable. It is a hundred percent what is happening. Um, very traditional musical style, but not a traditional musical in any way. It's very modern and at the time was, um, you know, definitely thought of as like, kind of progressive and offbeat in a way that something like maybe Rent was, or even like something like Wicked that is beloved now, but at the time was just like, what are we doing now? You know, like it was not so traditional um, with, uh, with its style, with its content. It's very adult. Um, um, I would say Elizabeth, if you've watched this, you can absolutely watch Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, by far uh so yeah for sure um i think i think this movie's interesting it's again you know you you guys know i don't love tim burton i don't love johnny depp um but you know cinematography and music and everything is is a big part of this movie and so it's going to get a lot of points for me for all the pieces even though as a whole it's not my favorite so um i'll do a 2.5 that's how it shakes out Okay. Uh, Omar, have you seen Sweeney Todd? I have not, sir. Right. And he will not. Well, uh, okay. Well, this, <laughs> this, this, would, this one, you this should one's watch not this one, one where, yeah, this one's not one where I feel like I will not. This is one where I feel like it has enough elements. I mean, I just played Edward Scissorhands in the last game. So, yeah. like, I feel like I could probably get down with some Sweeney Todd. I just... I, again, when this was out in theater, I, I remember a lot of my friends were all about it and talking. And I just, I think I was just more rebellious. And if something was, people were like telling me I should do something, I just like do it then. And then I never, I don't have any excuse now. So, yeah. Well, 2007 is one of the best movies like years of all time. And Sweeney Todd just happened to come out this year. And I'll, I, I don't, you know, I, I probably saw this three times in theater but that was like almost every movie that I loved that year. I went and saw several times, you know? So, um, I, I love this movie. I think it's funny. I forgot to mention that Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, is in this movie and he plays a a pretty funny role, um, as a, as an Italian guy, uh, well, a fake Italian guy. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Well, that means that, um, Sweeney Todd's going to get a 12.5, on the grayscale beating out once and newsies and hello dolly <laughs> it's tied with hello dolly that's so good uh point five points higher than hello dolly hello dolly only had 11.5 12 points oh wait whoops i missed a point five over here sorry no worries um that's gonna bring right. us to that's going to bring us to round three. Let me recap round two real quick. Across the Universe dominated that round with 16.5 points, followed by Sweeney Todd, uh, and then Hello Dolly with 12, and then in last place, Newsies with 11.5. It's going to bring us to Elizabeth, your last movie on this uh, musical's play. Any, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger by his toe. I can't decide which one to do, so I'm going to go with this one. You have to do that in sing song if, if we're doing uh, you know an episode about musicals. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I don't know which one I should go. I think I'll go with this one. So my last one is Chicago. <laughs> that's, that's a strong pick. Uh, tell, so us this a, was, tell us about Chicago. 
Okay, so Chicago was put out in 2002. It is adapted from a theater piece. Um, it's about two death row, two death row murderesses who develop a fierce rivalry while competing for publicity, celebrity, and a, and a sleazy lawyer's attention. Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta-Jones, their characters are put in prison for murder, different murders. Uh, and then they, they find out once they're in prison that even though they're on the death row, if they get the right amount of publicity and the right lawyer, they can get out of the death penalty. And the rest of the cat, the lawyer is played by Richard Greer. Tay Diggs is in this one. Uh, John Riley also uh, is a husband to one of the girls in prison. And he does a fantastic rendition of cellophane. The, he, it's a, one of the songs in the show. And Queen Latifah plays the uh, Warren at the jail. Um, and she is as queen as she can be in this one. I love it. Um, I watched this one when it came out. And I was watching it during one of my theater, during my theater course that I took, uh, a 10-week theater course. So we, we broke this thing down <laughs> and took notes on how everybody was acting and how there was acting and singing and dancing and whether or not we liked it or not. It's, and at that time, you know, there weren't a lot of people who could do all three things. And it used to be that if you were in Hollywood, you had to do all three things. But now you... It, I mean, that hasn't been that way for a while, but here comes Chicago and we're like, wow, they can do all of it. And um, yeah, I really loved this movie and loved how they, how I love, I just, I don't know. I just really like this movie a lot. So I am going to give it a five. All right. Uh, Dax, what do you think about Chicago? Chicago's great. I mean, um, as far as just songs go, I mean, what can you say negative about it? The songs are great in this. Um, being clearly kind of a period piece, being um, feeling kind of like old Hollywood, even though, you know, obviously it's set in Chicago. It, it definitely feels like an old, old theater play um, that you would have seen in the 20s. And it's bigger than life. The thing I really like about this is that the... Um, every time there's a musical number the actual physical stage switches and they actually are on a stage performing the song and then they come back and finish the scene in the the set that they were in and so when uh they're talking about you know did she kill the person they cut to that when they do mr cellophane they cut to the stage and he's in uh clown's makeup and doing a little shuffle step and um, there's some really great set pieces, um, prim primarily um, in the jail when they're introducing kind of all of the who killed who and why are you in. Best scene song. is really great. It's so good. The final number with them with all the lights popping and the, uh, yeah. the Tommy guns, it, it, everything is great. Richard Gere is fantastic. He kind of, he only think he has two songs really, but he kind of steals the show. Um, Renee Zellweger um, is huge at this moment, and so is Catherine Zeta-Jones. But Renee Zellweger is really like at the top of Hollywood. This is not long after like Jerry Maguire and um, Bridget Jones' Diary, so she's um, very high profile. And they both do a fantastic job in this movie. Um, 
you love to hate kind of both of them. No one's yep. like the good guy. You're not really rooting for anybody. And it's just a, it's fun to watch. Um, it does get a little bit of shade these days, just as a lot of things do over time. Um, Rob Marshall directed, he's done four musicals total, um, three since this one. Um, and I think it's really well done. I've, I've always wanted to see the actual stage play and I miss it every time it comes to town. Um, but I, I really love it. Um, 4.5. All right. Omar, have you seen Chicago? I have actually. Um, yes. and listening to Dax explain it, uh, made me be able to articulate what I don't like about it. Um, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I was really excited um, for a second. Well, I mean, I, so it's a good movie. Um, and you know, the music's good. I, I think I remember watching it. It was one of those times where I had watched everything else on Netflix or something like that. And, uh, or one of the streaming services and I'm like, all right, I've heard a lot about this. I'm going to give it a shot. And, um it was entertaining the thing that brought me out of it the most was when they would cut to the dance scenes and stuff like that like the music part didn't bother me but it, like i didn't i don't care for like the sh- that whole show part of it like it, it, like it was too much for me i think um but it didn't the everything else was so good i don't think it ruined it i just didn't enjoy it like i was just kind of like waiting for it exactly i was like waiting for it to be over because i was interested in the story that would to continue on so anyway um i'll give it a 2.3 okay (laughs) uh omar gives it a 2.3 i have not seen chicago um it it won six oscars including best picture (laughs) What year was it? 2006. 2002. Oh, 2002? I wrote 2002 right? my, on my list. I had it wrong. Hold on. Uh, 2002, you're right. My bad. Yeah, I probably wasn't really watching a whole lot of movies in 2002 like this at all. Um, and so it's no it's no surprise to me that I didn't see this one. Uh, it's it, And I, I want to because as I'm reading the synopsis here, um, it says that it's a, a musical black comedy and that's like black comedy is like my thing. So I'm yeah. sure I'd like it. You know, I definitely want to see it. I'm going to put this right there next to um, Joe versus volcano to watch next. So <laughs> mm, Joe versus volcano should be watched first though. So uh, 1.5 for me, which means that uh, uh, Chicago is going to get 13.3 on the grayscale. So Omar doesn't like dancing and stuff. I guess that means that uh, I can't play cabaret. Uh, Dax, what's what? your next what movie? What is that? <laughs> uh, it's so good. It's actually, it's you. if you can, you'd like the story of cabaret, but probably not the Liza Minnelli part of cabaret. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my pick? Is that? Is that your choice? I think he's picking cabaret. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'm torn between two. Um, one that I did watch again with the other musicals the other night. Uh, I watched three in a row. Um, I'm going to go with another the rager. one. Uh, yeah, my rager. Um, <laughs> um, I was drunk, by the way. 
but you know, <laughs> I don't know that that has to do with uh, musicals or not. Um, I'm gonna pick um, 1975, oh. and I'm gonna go with Rocky Horror Picture Show. God damn it! Um, really <laughs> weird, interesting film adapted to a stage musical after the film um starring um um susan sarandon is which is so weird because she's only recently um said i'm happy that i was in this movie for a long time (laughs) she kind of denied that it existed um tim curry as uh dr frankenfurter um Oh, not a locker. lot of not a lot of people in this movie that you would know outside of like honestly like Meatloaf for like one song, which is uh, <laughs> one of my son's very favorite songs. He loves he loves the Meatloaf song in this movie. Um, it's a really weird movie. It's the it's the most quintessential like midnight movie of all time. It plays in cities all over the world at midnight, and people come in dressed in costumes, singing songs, throwing things at stages, getting up and performing in front of the screen. It's one of the most like fun, raucous sort of movies you can watch with a group. Um, it is weird. It does have a couple moments that drag um, if you're going to put it up to a Today movie. I mean, 1975, they just made films differently. Um, Tim Curry's great. Uh all the songs are really fun and weird. And the idea of having a transvestite in pop culture at all in 1975, <coughs> excuse me, is there just wasn't a thing you did. It was very subversive. Um, they tried to do a sequel, not with Frankenfurter, but um, called uh, Shock Treatment. It does not hold up the same way that this one does. This movie is fantastic. Uh, it's my 404 all time. And I'm giving it a five. All right. Dax gives Rocky Horror Picture Show a five. Elizabeth, have you seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? I have not. All right. 1.5. Omar, have you seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? That's a big 1.5 for me as well. All right. I've seen scenes, you know, and I know it's iconic and a cult classic. And like, I'm, I don't know. I, I would watch it on midnight you know like with the full full experience it's not something i would ever like if it was just like on like on streaming or something like that that i would yeah, sit down tuesday afternoon at four o'clock is not the time to watch rocky <laughs> horror picture show you need at least uh three or four people in the room with you and someone needs to be inebriated in one way or the other totally <laughs> yeah uh I came across Rocky Horror Picture Show because there was a book that meant a lot to me whenever I was pretty young. Um, I don't know, maybe like a senior in high school or so, uh, called Perks of Being a Wallflower, which, of course, they made into a movie and all that stuff. But um, in the book, uh, they go and they do uh, their own version of Rocky Horror Picture Show. They put it on uh, and it's, you know, uh, even their little like magazine that they come up with is called The Punk Rocky. And so um, I was interested to see it, and I, I finally did end up watching it. And it's weird, and it's not for everyone, uh, but Tim no. Curry is, I mean, he's pulling off an all-time performance, in my opinion, 
the performance of his career. He has been in so many good things and he's been great at, at a lot of things, but he is Dr. Frankenfurter. Um, yeah. He's so good. Uh, Susan Sarandon and Barry Boswick have a lot of really good chemistry together. They're so prude at the beginning of the movie. By the end of the movie, they're willing to embrace their sexual yeah. desires. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's totally a, a Frankenstein, you know, type of thing where Igor is there. And, you know, um, but it instead of creating a monster, you know, Dr. Frankenfurter is creating the ultimate sex symbol in Rocky Horror. And um, <laughs> it's just so funny. Uh, you know, Dr. Frankenfurter is killing people that get in his way and um, eventually people turn on him, you know, and, and, uh, and he, it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. And e- even so, even it being a funny uh, and dark uh, movie, Um, there's some pretty cool stuff in it. That's actually kind of inspiring. Um, there's one scene at the end when, you know, Dr. Frankenfurter's kind of lost favor with everyone. And he's, he's kind of like, I guess, trying to explain why he, why he's done what he's done. And it's because, um, there's this one refrain that keeps going over and over again. And it's, you know, don't dream it, be it. As in, like, this is what I wanted to do, and I did it, kind of thing, you know. And uh, I think that's pretty powerful. Um, it's it's a really fun movie. I I love it. I have to watch it every Halloween. Uh, I'm gonna give it a five on the grayscale. <laughs> nice. Uh, which means that Rocky Horror Picture Show is gonna get a 13, 13 points. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Omar, what are you gonna play? Man, all right. So. I know I'm going to play, but there's another one that I was thinking about that I was hoping somebody else would have played. And maybe you will, um, but I'm sticking way true to something that really molded me. Um, probably one of the first musicals that I ever like, liked that was a musical. And was like, I don't know. I don't like musicals, but I fucking like this musical. And I'm talking about a 1979 uh, musical called Hair. Um, and, uh, this one, uh, is so much fun and like heartbreaking and I was hooked. Um, I mean, there's no, no secret. If you follow the show, I'm, you know, definitely, uh, gravitate towards a lot of, uh, like a play the Beatles across the universe, you know, as one of my musicals as well. And so like, you know, this era, um, is one where I feel like is one of my favorites as far as it, it portrays uh Claude Brukowski leaves his family in a ranch in Oklahoma for New York where he is rapidly embraced well so he's let me find a more of a, a longer description because basically Claude is living out in Kansas and is drafted into the army and so it's based in the 1960s this movie is based on the and the cult Broadway musical of the 1960s tells a story about Claude, a young man from Oklahoma who comes to New York. There, there he strikes up a friendship with a group of hippies led by Berger and falls in love with Sheila, a girl from a rich family. However, their happiness is short because Claude must go to the Vietnam War. And uh, so, again, this is, you know, like kind of like same time set as across the universe as far as that goes. But... Uh, yeah i don't know like having grown up and having family from kansas like i was kind of able to relate you know to him growing up there um, when i saw this when i was like, like in high school 
Um, and then uh, the whole just finding his people in New York and there's all these people that he would would judge uh, harshly, like, you know, growing up in Kansas and being from just rural Midwest, like, you know, hippies are bad. They're, these are draft dodgers. There's a, there's a scene where they're burning their draft cards and things like that. And, and uh, but he like just finds out that he really is kind of like a rebel at heart and he really kind of is you know like that those were his people and so when it comes time to leave for the war he's already like in love with this this girl and he's second guessing his commitment to like you know going and dying for something that he doesn't really know what anyone's fighting for at this point in the vietnam war and so they're kind of like tackling a lot of that you know it's, it's called hair because they like you know they're refusing to cut their hair and uh there's a twist I don't know, like spoiler alert. So, I mean, if you if this is a movie that you might be interested in, uh, go ahead and hit that. It came skip out in nineteen seventy nine. I think you can spoil it. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, he he befriends one of the other like uh, main characters who's like like the leader of the, the hippie pack or whatever. Um, and to give uh, Claude like one more day with his uh, this girl that he knew his his buddy basically goes in his place thinking that it was just going to be like reserve and something they could like switch places or whatever and and then that like ends up going off and fighting and dying in his, in his place and so it's just one of those things like for the end of the movie it just like left you like kind of just like shell-shocked and really just thinking about a lot of the different things that young people were you know or just america was going through during that time you know because we were Vietnam Wars was one of the first wars that was really like televised and people started realizing what was going on and stuff. So anyway, um, very much impacted and molded me um, and, and my thinking in the way that I was when I was a teenager. Um, I watched this movie multiple times. Um, like I was not watching any other musicals at this time in my life when I was watching this. Um, and I give it a five for sure. All right. Omar gives Hair a five. Elizabeth, have you seen Hair? I have not. So sorry. 1.5. Dax, have you seen Hair? I have. I've seen it once. Um, Omar, I I think it's not Kansas. I think it's Oklahoma. Because I was living in Oklahoma when I watched it. Correct. You're correct. I'm sorry. My bad. But, I mean, for the record, same place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You need to go to Oklahoma and Kansas and compare. Um, uh, this is a, this is an interesting movie. Um, it's definitely a post hippie era reaction movie. Um, and definitely lives in that. There are a bunch of, uh, musicals from that time that were very Vietnam hippie kind of focused, uh, reaction things. And Hera is definitely a classic, uh, iteration of that. Um, it, it definitely doesn't mold me. Um, I love that you love it and it makes me definitely want to watch it again, uh, more as an adult, as opposed to my high school days. Um, I know I, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I don't remember anything too super specific, so I need to give it a three just to play it safe. But, uh, I think it's a cool choice. And it's on Pluto TV if you want to go watch it right now. It's streaming. Cool. cool. Thanks. I'll t- yeah, I'll take the three. Yeah, I mean, like, it's 
it really was molding to me. But I can understand why other people may not get into it. But the songs are good. I mean, there's just it's just there are at least four or five songs that like were very good and very just like um it pulls at your heartstrings i feel like like i think people know them the actual play the musical more than they know the film like that has the bigger the bigger reach and so that that may be the the problem with the movie so all right uh i have not seen hair so uh unfortunately that (laughs) yeah unfortunately hair is going to get an 11 on the gray scale Uh, which is fine and and I knew if I would have played the other one I was thinking about that it would have been a, a winner for sure. But I'm, this is this is molded me 100%. Yeah. So. No, I think that's great. Uh, it is now our lowest film on this list, unfortunately. Um, With the most credibility for Omar. <laughs> um, I'm really having a hard time figuring out this last movie because I've got two that I want to choose between technically three, but I know Dax is going to call one of them, not a musical. Um, (laughs) And so if it's not a musical, that's when I call it not a musical. (laughs) If it is a musical, I'll I'll acknowledge it. (laughs) All right. All right. This is uh, so, so back to the future three uh, is a musical. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Okay. I'm going to go. Just because I think it's so fucking funny, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this movie. There's another one I like better. Uh, I don't think you will have seen it. There's a possibility you've seen this one uh, because it's a little older. Uh, oh, please play it. Please play it. What? Play? Oh no, go ahead. I want. Uh, I just hope. Can we can we bet on it. I'm not going to because my last move my last movie was so low. I can't afford any points. I can't imagine. I, I don't know. It, you may have seen it. You may not. 2005. It's a remake of uh, of a yeah. Mel Brooks movie. Uh, the producers. And, yep, that was uh, it. That, yes, thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad you played this. Good. So uh, the director is Susan Stroman. Uh, stars Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick, and Uma Thurman. Uh, the the premise of the movie is in 1959, Max Bialystok is uh, like the king of Broadway, but he's been making a bunch of flops. Uh, he's losing money, um, and he's uh, visited by uh, a neurotic accountant, Leo Bloom, uh, who proposes a scheme to intentionally make a bad show and raise far more money than you would need and then pocket the surplus. Um, and so they produce a musical called Springtime for Hitler, written by an escaped Nazi, and hire the insanely flamboyant Roger Debris to direct. When the actor hired to play Hitler is unable to perform, the super gay director Roger changes the whole tone of the show and it becomes a satirical hit. Uh, And of course that uh, puts Max and Roger in big trouble. Uh, They're doomed uh, and they're totally going to get thrown in prison. So uh, the, the music in this movie is so funny, especially once they actually get to the play uh, because I, I, you just have to watch it. it. It's so like, it's almost deadpan. It almost feels like a cartoon at times uh, with how over the top it is. Um, the original yeah, one if, is very if, good. If this was like Bugs Bunny, it would still work. Totally. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Yeah. The original one is very good. Um, you know, but I think this one is a, it, it's a modern take on it. I think it's still just as funny. Um, I think Nathan Lane is brilliant in this movie. Um, and uh, Matthew Broderick's always pretty good. Uh, but I think Nathan Lane just steals the show. And uh, I, I think it's fun. It's campy. It's, you know, 
super weird. Uh, the producers, I'm going to give it a 4.5 on the grayscale. Uh, Elizabeth, what do you think about the producers? Have you seen it? I have seen it, and I, but it didn't really make an impact on me. So I, I'm going to have to give it a three. Sure. Uh, Dax, what do you think about the producers? Um, I'm curious. Well, tell me your thoughts on the original. I'm curious. Uh, well, I liked it, you know, but it's really more, um, a movie of its time. You know, there's more like, uh, mentions of like, uh, LSD and stuff like that. I don't connect with it as much as I connect with this movie. Um, I think this movie, the, with the way that it like, um, the way that it like uses the director Roger, I think that's so funny. Uh, there's this like yeah. whole monologue or scene where uh, they're talking about. Uh, well, I think the name of the song is "Keep It Gay," and it's you yeah. know "Keep It Sunny," yes. "Keep It Funny," "Keep It Gay," and it's just it's yeah. really funny. It's it's hilarious, and I I just I don't know. I like it. It's fun. Um, I do I do like the original. Um, I just want to call out Gene Wilder and Zero Mostel are doing fantastic work in that movie it, it is really totally. worth a watch as far as like film history goes and as far as if you love comedy and mel brooks and like the mel brooks essentially wrote the rules of comedy totally. um, and that's a very good example of him doing some really great work um this one is such a weird movie it's so weird it's <laughs> yeah. so uncomfortable yeah and um <laughs> matthew broderick is playing it almost as if he's a child taken from his mother at age eight yes like he's very innocent he has like a comfort blanket um and then nathan lane is doing traditional nathan lane sort of work but he's one of the best broadway performers of all time uma thurman's a little flat for me in this i like uma thurman but she is not at the same level as the two of them and it it definitely shows um, but all she's supposed to be is just a temptress. You know, she's, it's not a, it's a seventies musical that is not a, let's write a good part for a woman. So it's not very well developed. Um, Will Ferrell as the Nazi is so weird. I was going to say, are um, we not going to like talk about Will Ferrell? <laughs> Come on. This, yeah. Yeah. Um, John Lovett shows up in this. There's just so many people that show up in this movie. Um, it's so weird. I really like watching it. I've owned it, you know, for years and years and years. Um, it didn't mold me. Um, there are some some parts that sort of drag or are just not working. But as far as satire and comedy goes, it's great. The other part that you forgot to mention about the plot is they decide at some point if they write something so bad that it flops, they can get a million dollars from old women that Nathan Lane is sleeping with to produce the movie. So if he gets a million dollars and closes it on opening night, they can keep the money that they didn't use to produce the musical for the next like six months. And that's how they're going to get rich is they're going to do something so bad that it gets canceled and they can keep the cash. Uh, And so that's what they plan to do. And then they think it's flopping in the middle of it and, Everyone just loves it. And then yeah. they become huge stars and it's a big hit and they make a bunch of money anyway. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so crazy. Um, yeah, definitely watch it. Watch the original though, too. Um, uh, four out of five. Nice. Uh, okay, good. Uh, Omar, what do you think about the producers? I'm guessing you saw it cause you talked about Will Ferrell and you were glad I played it. 
Yeah, I wish I would have made that bet though. I could have used the extra point for my last pick. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, so as far as musicals go, it's another one that I was very surprised that I liked. So I never tried to watch this movie, and then it was on. And I was sitting there and like, it was just so funny. I mean, there were so many jokes. The satire is thick. Uh, Will, Will Ferrell, you know, like, and is like. And his like, German accent is great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, he, he makes the movie. Like, he's not, he's not really that much of a lead, but he makes the movie, I think, is what he like, takes over the top. But I'm, it's not like. I can, for that reason, I mean, I think I can give it, I'll give it a 3.5. All right. Uh, there's one, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, that scene where uh, the, the keep it gay song, you know, there's all these flamboyant guys going around and yes. keep it gay. And then, then, it sh- <laughs> then it shows a woman in like flannel and she's yes. like, Keep it gay. Keep it gay. Keep it gay. So much. I love it so much. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, this one's so funny. I went and watched this movie in the theater with uh it was on a double date. My wife and I went before we were married, uh, with uh one of my friends and uh a girl we were trying to uh, introduce him to and stuff and i'm pretty sure that this is what sealed the deal that they would never become a couple uh she absolutely hated this movie and uh you know she wouldn't stop talking about it throughout the whole thing are we are we really going to watch this are we really going to stay here and watch this like she kept saying it and i was like (laughs) shut up you know so anyway, uh, so I have a, you know, that's my special memory of, uh, of the producers, but, uh, that means that producers is going to get a 15 on the grayscale. I actually can't believe that. Uh, I was expecting to get, uh, it to get a lot lower, but, uh, I'm glad we talked about it. So, uh, we got the list. We ready to talk about it. Yeah. Interesting list. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. I think it's pretty good as far as musicals go. Uh, Coming in fifth place, Mary Poppins, 14.8 points. Uh, In fourth place with 15 points, The Producers. With 16 points in third place, we've got Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, In second place with 16.5 points across the universe. And in first place, the number one musical of all time with 17.5 points is Moulin Rouge. Yes! I got a number Good one. Job. I can't believe the only movie I got on the list was the producers. That's the only movie. I, uh, the Moulin Rouge is the only one I got on the list. So don't feel too bad. Moulin Rouge was on what? my list, so don't don't feel too bad because I thought about doing the producers instead of hair, but I'm like I can talk more about hair because it's just yeah, something that me. actually molded you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and talk about who won this game then. Uh, coming in dead last with 39 points. Yours truly. Uh, I lost. Dax, it's all your fault. Uh, <laughs> Zero. Evil, evil slut. Is it? Is it my fault or your <laughs> fault? It's your fault mm. for not recognizing a neo-musical. Okay. <laughs> Dax, you ignorant slut. But luckily, coming in third place with only 0.3 points higher than me, 
is Dax with 39.3 points. <laughs> Luckily. Oh my gosh. I've never appreciated arbitrary Omar points more than today. <laughs> You're welcome. Here it is. Now, now, you, now you see why. <laughs> uh, in third place with 42.8 points is Elizabeth second. meaning that. Second place. Excuse me. Second place. Second place. Second place. Second place. <laughs> which means that Omar wins this game uh, with 43.5 points on the grayscale. How what was the, po- the what was the, po- what was the point difference? It? What was the point difference between me and Elizabeth? Uh, you got, oh God, you're gonna make me do math here. One point, you got 0. 0.7 points higher. Mm. Wow. 0. 0.7 points higher. <laughs> Good job, babe. <laughs> yeah, I was so. How does close. Omar? How does Omar win musicals and love stories? Because he picks ones that everybody has seen and play the hair, movie Hair. I, I play. I played Hair. <laughs> played Hair. I just played yeah. really good ones. Actually, Across the Horse. Universe got higher than I expected it. It got higher than it, I expected too. Yeah, which may, which yeah. allowed me to play Hair. Yeah, because you know, like, totally. I, I was really thinking about pr- playing producers. Yeah. Well, let's talk very briefly about our honorable mentions mentions it's going to be brief for me because i mean I, my, my list is is out there already <laughs> 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 I, I four not. movies on my list so. all right elizabeth okay, so us. i i like musicals um i had the musical les miserables but but the musical version with anne hathaway um so so good uh you can't do a musicals episode without Grease. Um, Hold on just a second. So, so good. Are you telling me that uh, Russell Crowe's voice is so, Ugh. so good? Ugh. Ugh, indeed. I mean, no, but <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Wrote... It, but Anne, Anne Hathaway in that movie. Like, come on. She's great. And she's fantastic. And she cut her hair in for, like, as they were filming her doing it like that that was it and then she was stuck with her bald head for like however long it was till her hair grew back but i i liked it it's i didn't play it it's my honorable mentions i'm supposed to be mentioning it and you want to see you want me to sit here and talk about it hugh jackman's really in quickly. it though well yeah hugh jackman yeah, yeah. was the lead though jean valjean hugh jackman all yeah. the way seriously and amanda seyfried she was in there too she was cassette cassette and Helen yeah. Bonman Carter, Helena Bonman Carter is back again. Um, and Bonham. Um, from Sweeney Todd as well. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. I'm. This is me mentioning it. Forget Russell Crowe, but like the rest of it, Les Mis, <laughs> all the way. Grease, and then Prisoner Two Five O Two. Fiddler on the Roof, the old one from the 70s. I have to add that to yeah. the list because once my parents introduced me to that, we have our family little inside thing whenever we talk about family tradition or church tradition or stuck in tradition, we always sing the one line, tradition, tradition, from that movie. Um, also, Annie is on my list, the original. I uh, love yeah. the original Annie. Um, and last but not least. final come out. Tomorrow. <laughs> uh, last but not least, The Greatest Showman, which isn't, uh, it, I can't say that it molded me. However, as a music teacher of this generation, I have taught, have, I have worked through so many of the songs with so many of my kids that I've taught music to. And I currently have a piano player who's playing from now on, and she gives me goosebumps every time she plays it on the piano. So, um, great, 
great selection of music that music teachers today are not sick of teaching their kids how to play. So there you go. Good. Good. All right. Uh, Dax, honorable mentions. How did Elizabeth not play any Disney cartoon musicals? Like how do we Because none of you would have seen any of them. I mean, I know. I've seen well, a lot. Oh, yeah, so Moana and, and Mulan and would have been on that list, though. Haven't seen them. Great. Yeah. See? Um, <laughs> I, I, re, I rewatched, okay. like, Little Mermaid and Lion King and all of the, like, kind of more I 80s, 90s this ones this week. Isn't it neat? Um, for someone who doesn't like musicals, complete? you know all of these songs, Chris. You You're singing along to a lot of these musicals. Under the sea. Um, <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to... Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna name a couple that are kind of more classic that I just kind of have to mention. Um, Bye Bye Birdie, fantastic. Um, yep. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. West Side Story. Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, um, The Music Man. Um, yep. How do we not mention Wiz- Wizard of Oz? Uh, the reason Wizard of Oz was not on my list is because I played it on Fantasy Adventure, my friend. Otherwise, it would have been number one. Nice. Um, I'm going to mention one, um, Hairspray, John no, Waters. Yeah. the musical. Yes. Yes, it is. If, John Travolta's if, Hairspray? If, no, 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 no. Fuck John Travolta. No, 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 John, John Travolta. Waters. John oh. Waters' Hairspray. Not a The musical. original. Okay. Um, I would have played that because I fucking love that movie. Well, I'll tell you on IMDb that it says, uh, it says it's a musical, but. That's fine. Um, and then it does. It says music and musical when under does, genre. When, okay. Okay. When does uh, what's her face sing? Tracy. When does Tracy Turnblad sing? Or when does Divine sing? Why? Why does that define it being a musical? But that's the whole thing. Because is like that was, there has to why be you singing. Said once couldn't be a musical. There's music. They dance at the Corny Collins show. They sing to each other. Um, nah. um, the the father and mother sing songs to each other, and I mean, it's a, it's definitely a musical. Ben Stiller's dad. Um, oh, such yeah. a great fucking movie. Jerry Stiller. Um, yeah, I I would have loved to play that one as well. Um, and then I I love Rent. I know it gets a lot of shade, but I really 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 love Rent. It's not the best film. Um, but as far as musicals go, and the story behind it, um, the guy that wrote it is one of the most heartbreaking things he literally wrote the play died the week that it was about to mount its first production um super sad it's crazy great cast mount. really great cast it's fantastic um he said mount i was <laughs> thanks beavis and um um i went with beavis instead of butthead um shut up and then the the one that I wanted to mention, I'm going to tell a really short story. And the reason that molded me is um, Grease 2 is the reason that I lost my virginity, <laughs> which is a very weird story. Um, is, my is, girlfriend, that, is, what? Is, that, is that a type of lubricant? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Grease 2. Um and uh, uh, there's a scene in Greece where the two of the characters are in a bomb shelter and the guy tries to convince the girl that they could get bombed and they should just lose their virginity to each other in this bomb shelter right then. Um, so when George Bush announced that we were going to war, my girlfriend and I were making out. And in the middle of making out, George Bush announced we're going to war. And she said to me, we may die. Should we go ahead and talk about having sex? 
Uh, we didn't lose our virginity that night, but it was the catalyst for it. And I asked her, did you just try to grease to me? And she said, <laughs> 100% I did. Oh, my gosh. So That's the only reason. The only reason I've had sex in my entire life is because of Grease 2. <laughs> I'd be a virgin today without that movie, so. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's my honorable mentions. That's hilarious. Uh, that is a very funny story about Greece too, actually. I mean, uh, if, if that's the reason why, only reason why you're getting laid, then I would play that like as your number one, homie. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other musicals are why I kept getting laid. <laughs> I, I can't believe that I could have played Hairspray from 1988. You should have. I, I, that would have been it's like fantastic. one of my top movies. Of course it is. I mean, it's yeah. arguably John Waters' best film. Um, You're scared because of your first movie choice. Well, yep. maybe. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I feel like uh, I feel like it's not a musical though. I, I I don't know. Maybe I need to go back mm-hmm. and, and look it up. But in my head, the reason I didn't put this on the list because I thought, well, they don't really sing. There, there's no real singing and stuff. They just have you know. I guess Motormouth Mabel does sing a song. But other than that, I don't remember them really doing much singing. Uh, but that's an incredible movie uh, that actually is r- super uh, relevant today uh, as far yeah. as like uh, racism goes. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really, really good. Uh, I love that movie. I did not watch the the uh, the remake. The okay, actual so the musical. The only reason to watch it is it, the parents in the movie are John Travolta and Christopher Walken. <laughs> They're awesome together. They're so, so weird. awesome together. It is so weird to see Christopher Walken like uh, doing the twirl and dipping with John Travolta sure. in drag. Uh, yeah. It's so yeah, awesome. It's, it's so, so, so weird. Um, it's It's not good. Um, but uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, keep, stick, stick, stick to the original for sure. The I hope John Waters made a one. shit ton of money off that remake. <laughs> I really I do hope, hope so he too. Did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's there's one movie of his that's one of my favorite movies of all time, and I'm not going to mention it. Uh, but it's super campy. He just it's, did. Uh, well, that's one of them, but but there's another one he did that I and it's not Mondo Trasho. I'll tell you that much. Um, Thank goodness. All right. Uh, a couple other mentions here. A Star is Born, debatable about whether it's a musical. Um, you know, there's four different versions of it. Uh, you don't know which version I'm talking about, sir. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but I am talking about the Bradley Cooper one. I thought it was really well done. Um, let's see here. I also thought, oh, this movie yesterday, which is also about Beatles. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, you have to watch it. It's pretty cool. It's Danny Boyle. Um, and so basically the world, uh, there's this event. The world forgets that the Beatles exist, except for one musician guy who then like starts <laughs> playing the songs as his own. He becomes this super, you know, star based on these, uh, songs, but he kind of loses his friends over it. And he has to make the decision of whether he's going to be honest with everyone or, you know, whatnot. It's actually pretty good. It's a lot of fun. Nobody saw it except for me. Um, I saw it. It's not a musical. Oh, did you though. see it? Did you like it? Yeah. I do like it. Yeah. But it's not a musical. But it kind of is. It's not. It's not. A, it would. So, it is not. Is not singing a song that is telling you dialogue as plot. It's. It's not replacing dialogue with song. <sighs> what about any of the Beatles movies that they did? Like help. Not mu- or... They're not. They're. They're not musicals per se, but they're fantastic. 
I mean, they're totally worth watching. Yeah. All right. Uh, the rest of these movies are not musicals, so I'm just going to leave them off. But um, I think we have a pretty strong list as far as musicals go. I, I, had, I had a couple I wanted to mention. That, yeah, go like, for it. Uh, yeah. Like Sing, like would that have been yes. a word of play? I mean, yeah. I feel like it should have been, and I like I like that. That would have been a good uh, animation one for you there, babe. And then, yeah. Um, this one I probably would have got a zero from Dax, and so but. Uh, Oh, brother, where art thou? Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. There's a lot of music in there, and the music that is in there is driving the plot. And then there are also musicians at, at, too. Like, I mean, you have the the sirens at the, you know, I don't know. There's there's a lot of like song in that, but it's not. I don't know. It's not really a musical. Like, hair would be a musical. Um, so I don't know. It's a good movie. Great soundtrack. It's another. It's yeah. another one. It's not a musical, but it's definitely a great music movie, which we want to do as a genre. So save them. I want everyone to remember that Dax gave once a zero. That's what <laughs> I want everyone to remember from this game. Play it. Play it on the music episode, and I'll give it a four point five. That we'll see. Uh, let's go <laughs> over that list one more time. In fifth place, Mary Poppins. In fourth place, the producers. In third place, Little Shop of Horrors. In second place, Across the Universe. And the number one musical of all time, Moulin Rouge. Fun game. Dax is wrong. Uh, Hit us up on social media. Tell us what your favorite musicals are. And uh, we'll see you later. Bye. All I do is win. (laughs) Bye. All I do is win, 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 no matter what.